Good morning, DJ. Just uh, me and Grant this morning. Mike has departed uh, off to <laughs> Asia from our side of the world to Grant's side of the world. Soon to be me. Morning, Grant. Morning, morning. Yeah, the text off Mike saying he's uh, not enjoying the flight. So I'm expecting a funny story at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. He does like a whinge, though. He, do, he does like a whinge. Uh, he did have a nightmare getting to the airport, but um, it is Grand Stag do this week. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, we have said that we have mentioned it once or twice, but we've got uh, today, we'll get you one on Thursday. And then I don't know if you'll ever get one again, to be fair. So, <laughs> God, yeah. We should do one like the Thursday after we get back and yeah. just like let people like see how much of a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll and there'll be absolutely no value in it whatsoever. Not that, not that there has been over the summer months, to be fair. We've all been in desperate need of some time away. But um you might even see a side by side in the studio, but we'll keep that one under yeah. for now. I don't know what it'll look like. Um but yeah, anyway, hope everyone's good. So straight into the prices and flows. So we've got uh, Bitcoin at twenty-nine thousand one it's down two point one percent. ETH is also down uh one percent at 18 and 1851 and uh total market cap is down 1.22 trillion from the last episode when it was at 1.26 uh binance inflows uh so overall up on the monthly 2.86 bill but down weekly at 247 mil and down on the daily at 3.7 mil and there's also fear in the streets uh as the fear and greed index is also down to 50 but uh, straight into the biggest winners, um, nothing is majorly standing out. Um, although one thing that is standing out <laughs> is not a lot. Uh, <laughs> on the last episode, we were um, crying, basically saying that if you can bet on anything, it's that we will miss this matter. Um, <laughs> but we might not. Yeah. We might. We might not be mate. <laughs> Things look okay. Yeah, they, they, they do. As I say, last one, we were talking about Unibar and that was just continuing to rip. And we we were kind of thinking, usually a market leader in its own category, the first one to kind of start moving and start the trend effectively. It can kind of go either of two ways. It's If it's a kind of flash in the pan, the, the leader of the whole charge can effectively bring the rest of like the beta players around it down with it. But I don't think these I don't think these trading bots are going away and I think they're only going to get iterated on. I think it's going to be like a new product in and of itself. So I think what we've seen is there's a few others came onto the market like Genie and I don't know if it's called Wagey or Waggy. I, c- I couldn't really figure it out. And then obviously mm. Nolo, which was on Solana. It's, the product actually settles on Solana just for ease of transaction and like extremely low fees and stuff, which is great. But the they launched the token over on Ethereum and it's 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 been doing well. Like full disclaimer, like we we have we have a position. So we might actually get a winner for a change between us <laughs> between us three. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. You never know what's gonna happen. Um, That's corny. And yeah, they've got the bit the big one, which I don't think people are aware of the they will be launching perps, I think, Friday, Saturday, depending on where you are in the world. Um, and if you looked at the DeFi Llama revenue for perps protocols over the past 
year, they've kind of been like the darling of the bear market, like GMX was just yeah. defying all, all odds. So that'd be good. And I think they've got Nolo staking for like a bit of revenue share there as well. So looks good, but, you know, it is us we're talking about. So <laughs> more, more so me. <laughs> yeah but, um, so lo- losers we sort of just had a note that uh, Unibot has had its first big pullback um, down 25% on the day is there much more you want to say about that or um, I guess no, I, much I to go into is there really losers there's right? not really much to pick up by. I mean it was it was definitely due a pullback it was just a complete up and to the right but um, like that it's a very very strong team really like the idea that they've just kind of launched and then figured it out and they seem to be shipping very 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 quickly and they're very responsive and very very on it so um yeah it's good i i I like to see it yeah um and as for news because as i said we don't really have the much on the winners and losers but i just want to kind of wind you up and let you go on this one is uh (laughs) world world coin um so we did post an article on this I can't remember now. Maybe like last month, probably even six weeks ago now. Yeah, maybe 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 a little bit longer. So covering it all, um, which we will link below. Um, But yeah, there is some news that's come out of the past few days and uh, I'm just going to let you talk people through that, mate. I think that makes more sense. Yeah, so as Alex was saying, um, we've been following it for a while and it's been cooking for an extremely long time. Um, So just as a bit of a kind of brief overview. If you've seen it, you don't necessarily know what it is. So the guy who is one of the co-founders is Sam Altman, who's also one of the, don't want to say co-founders, but he probably will be put on that pedestal as from OpenAI, so ChatGPT and similar products that are um, that those guys are churning out. Um, initially, that was supposed to be an open source project that was funded initially by Elon Musk, hence the name OpenAI just to kind of preempt and try and reduce any malicious activity that could come off the back of it with such a kind of powerful product. And then um, I think Elon left, Sam Altman kind of continued the charge, which was supposed to be a non-profit open source product and have since took like $20 billion investment from Microsoft. So So I don't think uh, that was as landed up as intended. But the whole premise is, Sam Altman's obviously got, well, he's a world leader in in, in that in, in the field of AI, and his his whole idea is that the displacement of the job the job market is going to be like catastrophic because of like how how much of an improvement how reduced the cost would be for a bot or AI to actually replace an awful lot of jobs on the planet, and there's been talks of it for a very long time, like. Andrew, Andrew Wang and people like that have just like they've all been kind of forecasting that we will just get to a a time where there just won't be enough jobs for the amount of people that are on the planet. So Worldcoin Mm -hmm. is kind of a well, it's proclaimed to be kind of some form of antidote to to that. Yeah. So so as like the proclaimed remedy to solve one probably one of the biggest problems on Earth, Worldcoin has been released as a way to like, if you look at what happens now with like civil attacks for airdrops and things like that, how do you, how do you negate that and actually verify there is an actual 
single human on the other end that's actually calling these transactions are actually in the workforce or not in the workforce of this is like the way that they're positioning it mm-hmm. so they've kind of launched this proof of humanity thing which users have to like scan their iris and it's this big weird orb thing that costs an absolute fortune to build and i've seen people saying that they're going to do some horrific things to this orb if they get that <laughs> <laughs> should get one on the yeah. stag too and we'll, we'll see what, <laughs> what we can do. there'll be no pupils left to scan <laughs> So yeah, yeah so the the way that they like verify on the other end is like these this iris scanning thing. But in the article, I think Gaz brought up the fact that they've had two million signups, mm-hmm. but they're from parts of the world that have been like I'm gonna put it as politely as, as possible, they've mm-hmm. been coaxed into doing things that they don't like fully understand. And like some of the incentives for actually signing up were really, really weird. Like there was reports that people were being incentivized to kind of effectively sign up, give their biometric data away for like AirPods and, and like weird, weird items like that. Um, as I say, yeah. it's like we did the full full depth of research around it. It's quite weird and sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. But um, yeah, yeah, it, and it's obviously caused quite a lot of controversy. And um, so they'll have this WLD token, this world token that... Um, They've been very, very opaque about the tokenomics and the distribution and stuff like that. And it looks like around the, the distribution will be around 75% for the community, whatever that means, um, and 25% for VCs and investors. Why 25% of the supply needs to go to VCs and investors if it's supposed to be a vehicle for solving universal basic income is completely beyond me. Um, at the time of speaking, there's like 1.7% circulating. So the remaining 98.3% is going to be vesting over like a ridiculous period of time. And if anyone, if anyone was around during the kind of Alameda and SBF projects that got funded, it it's the tokenomic design is set up in such a way that resembles that. So hmm. really, really low circulating supply, really, really, really high fully diluted valuation. And if anyone can think back, this was one of the issues that led them to marking their books up when they didn't actually have like the, the, the cash on hand that they said they did on the book. So they were saying, like, look, we own 10% of this supply. It's at 30 billion valuation. So we've got 3 billion on our books. But in actual fact, once it all fully vests, everyone knows it gets completely diluted. So that's when they yeah. run into some issues there. Um, and yeah, there is 115 million. It's sat at 20 billion FDV, which is like number seven if you rank it by fully diluted market cap just behind USDC um, after like one day. Kind of reminds me of ICP if anyone remembers that one. Um, but the, the the only winners here at this present point in time aren't the people who've kind of sold their biometric data, which is effectively immutable now. Um, mm. It's going to be the market makers and it's going to be the exchanges. So me and, me and Alex were talking prior to this, and he was just asking yeah. like how how market making deals work. It's going to throw you that, yeah. Um, and if anyone wants to have a look, we've actually got another article. Look, today. <laughs> um, that the Arrakis team did for us, so they got guest post on the website like how market making deals work in, in crypto. So what the, what 
we just like use some round numbers, for example, what market makers will do to a project they know is going to have a lot of traction and it's going to be listed on tier one exchanges and stuff like that. They'll say, um, let's use round numbers, like give us 1% of the supply. Um, we'll agree on a strike price and we'll agree on an expiration. So Wellcoin's at $2 now. Let's say me and Alex are market makers. We've agreed to, we've agreed to deal with the Wellcoin project saying we'll have 1% of the supply at a $2 strike price and the expiration's in 365 days from now, so a year's time. So we're incentivized to keep the price of Wellcoin above $2 as much as possible. The higher the price is away from that strike price, when that exp expiration date hits, we can choose to effectively purchase that 1% of the supply. As high as possible, the project because tokens, um, when it eventually comes back around and they're probably selling token equity on the market, they're all happy. Um, and if it is below, if it's below $2, like the strike price, then we don't have the obligation to actually exercise that so we can just give the tokens back. Um, but what happens there is if it is above $2, let's say it's at $4, we can effectively purchase 1% of the supply at $2 per token. And then what are we going to do with that? We're obviously going to realize a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So after that expiration, it's just, it's just kind of getting sold in the market. Um, and all the while as well, you've got to remember, they're taking fees for every every trade they're getting, all the spread. Like it's on Ethereum, it's on Optimism. There's going to be a lot of arbitrage opportunities between the decks there. So it's the people who are buying it now are not the winners. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there, particularly when there's 98% yeah. of the supply less to go on the market. So, um, but yeah, that's my rant over. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if there's much else to cover there, really. That was a very, very solid... <laughs> Not even an overview. In-depth injection of everything Worldcoin. Um, I think we can even end it there. <laughs>